Hi, this is Chris Foreman from Madness, and you're listening to the Stateside Madness Podcast. <laughs> Hi there, folks out there. I'd like you to meet Tommy McGuire and his Hello, and welcome to the Stateside Madness Podcast, the one and only podcast of the official Madness American fan service. I'm Lori, along with my co-host, Polly, here to bring you news, reviews, and deep dives into the nutty sound of the British pop band Madness. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Stateside Madness. I'm Lori. And I'm Polly. And hey, just a reminder to everybody, yes, we're a podcast, but we're also so much more. We have a website, statesidemadness.com, and we are on all the major social media. We are the American branch of MIS, the Madness Information Service. So we have a really, really great episode today. Polly, you have sent, uh, sent me your playlist, and we're going to talk about it today. But before we do that, let's do the communicator. Right and up first on the communicator, August 8th. Very, very important day in the madness universe. It would be the birthday of our favorite guitarist, Chrissy Boy Foreman. And we do believe he is turning 66 this year. So happy birthday, Chris. Great guitarist, great supporter of stateside madness. Yeah, happy birthday, Chris. Many, many more. You know, I wonder, maybe we should rerun your Chris Quaffian calendar like we did last year for his birthday. What do you think? Should we rerun that on the social? We probably, maybe we should. Uh, yeah, <laughs> as, as after all, only like four people saw it in the first fucking place. <laughs> and I think uh, one of them was Chris. Chris and three other people. So I have some interesting news, Polly. And what would that be? Well, so there's a website called Chartable that tracks podcast now it's tracking only apple podcast so it's not tracking all of the different platforms but guess what we are charting in both mexico and argentina really yeah isn't that wild that is wild and of course i would thank everybody in mexico and argentina who's listening to us uh it boggles the mind um every time one of these funny figures pops up it i can't believe anybody listens to me at all i can't believe anybody listens to you either no, uh, not, no I'm, i kid i kid i kid but uh so there's actually an interesting tie-in for a future episode that we're going to be working on in a few weeks isn't there speaking of uh central and south america uh that's true so we just interviewed a couple of fine young folks Two of the women from Ratas and Zello, uh, a punk band out of NYC, but they're not from NYC. Uh, they are a mixture of folks from El Salvador in uh, various parts of the Latin world. So it's an all-female, all-Latinx band, and they are 
just wonderful. And so in a few weeks time, we're really unsure where it's gonna fall in schedule, but uh, stay tuned. Uh, we will be playing that episode shortly. And they kick all kinds of ass. Yeah, you bet they do. trying to come up with something unique to do for this episode and uh, we kind of borrowed an idea from another podcast and that is to create like a summer mixtape and you know thinking back to like the 1980s right we used to have those Maxell or Sony cassettes and you know you'd put together a mix for a special occasion you know this is my mix for my road trip this is the mix that I'm giving to my crush, you know, that kind of stuff. And so we're kind of taking a little bit of a trip down memory lane and thinking in terms of um, putting together a, a mixtape, right? Or a playlist as, as the kids call it these days. Uh, in fact, that is what the kids call it. Yes. And so uh, we're both going to take turns doing this. My turn came up first and uh yeah, so this was a little intimidating, uh, working with the professor here. Um, I wanted to make sure my list was somewhat cohesive. And I suppose a lot of people might have been thinking that I could have um, included a lot of sky, a lot of madness and whatever like that. I could have. Um, but I thought I would more or less go back to when I was a kid. And if I was making mixtapes, probably what I would have been listening to them. So for all intents and purposes, everything I came up with was uh, either punk, punk sounding, quasi-punk in the realm of punk. And uh, the full playlist is probably about 20 songs long. It's a bit lengthy to do an episode for the podcast of. So Lori and I are going to talk about a handful of them, and then you'll be able to find the full list on Stateside Madness on spotify and you know this is particularly timely polly because right after you and i had this conversation something popped up in my social media feed it was from npr national public radio but it was an article about how to curate and create a good playlist it like literally came up that same day that you and i had the conversation so i don't know if that means that you know Zuckerberg is spying on me or or what but <laughs> yeah so this is this is very timely is there a theme to this you said this is music that you'd put together like from your childhood but is there like a special occasion or anything or well whenever possible I would go through peruse my albums and look for summer-ish songs that featured heavily in the punk genre and uh, there are a lot don't get me wrong but uh, it is a little more limited than I would have liked. And not everything has a summer type, but maybe the argument could be made that these songs all lend themselves a little bit more to the dancey side of punk or summerish, or it's just something I absolutely couldn't live without. Okay. So I knew some of these songs. I didn't know all of them. So like, let's just go down the list and, uh, and kind of walk us through and tell me tell me what you've chosen and why so peaches not referring to the uh the contemporary artist peaches uh it's actually referring to the song 
by the Stranglers. And it would also become the name of a compilation of their more or less greatest hits in 2002. So Peaches, uh, aside from the probably one of the best bass lines in punk, uh, really is one of those summertime feel songs. Uh, Peaches, uh, more or less, refers to ladies on the beach. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, before anybody thinks this is uh, completely a chauvinistic sort of rant in the song, it's an interesting take on it. It's not that misogynistic or weird. And there's even a little bit about women empowerment and feminism in there. So take listen to the entire song before passing judgment. Some suntan lotion in that bottle of yours. Spread it all over my peeling skin, baby. That feels real good. All the skirts lapping up the sun. Lap me up. Why don't you? So I confess I did not know this song. I do know a number of the Strangler songs, but this was not one of them. It wasn't familiar to me. So it's a good, strong start to your mixtape, though. You know, he's got that that like you said that baseline it just you know hitting it full force as soon as you come into it so what's next on the tape uh so next would be big audio dynamite and the song v13 now uh we all know the story with big audio dynamite mick jones was sort of pushing the clash in a more dance and electronic oriented sound after having toured the united states particularly uh, New York, where he really fell in love with what was happening on the African-American music scene there. So he heads back to uh, the UK, subsequently gets fired by The Clash, and he hooks up with Don Letts, the legendary producer and filmmaker, and starts Big Audio Dynamite. And V13, uh, I think, is far and above their best song. So, you know, I consider myself a, a fan of Big Audio Dynamite. And I mentioned to you earlier, I mean, I, I have Megatop Phoenix. I have The Globe. I don't think I've ever heard anything off of this album. And you said this album predates Megatop Phoenix. It does. Number 10, Upping Street is the album. Fun to say these days, what with what's going on at number 10, Downing Street. Yeah, I, I do believe that was either their first or second album. All right. What's next? So next would be from the classic early punk band, Television. And the song would be Venus. Was a tight tonight. 
Wow, you're really going old school with this tape here. I like it. Uh, very much so, yeah. So Television is one of my favorite bands probably of all time. Venus, I think, is the standout number on Marquee Moon. A lot of people would debate that. But I actually just love the song. I love the sort of call and response thing that he gets from the band members. Tom Verlaine, um, I'm speaking of, gets from the band members with what? You know, strange, uh, interesting songs. Sounds great. Just fantastic. And, you know, television, they were there at the beginning and they're lumped in with punk. A lot of people say, no, there's no way they can be punk. But I think what all the bands that came out of CBGB's, the, the underlying theme is that they were more or less just going on their own, doing their own thing. And that was the start of the DIY punk movement. Okay, so next up, uh, you have a, a band that I actually really like. I'll, I'll let you introduce it, but. That I do. So I chose the song Typical Girls by The Slits. Now the slits deserve to have been, but never quite got the notoriety of their late 70s punk peers. And, you know, Typical Girls, sort of the prominent song off of Cut. They made a video for it, uh, but I, I wouldn't be inclined to go for the easy pick aside from, you know, this just is an all around fantastic song and it does fit with the vibe of the playlist. up we have another band that i really like and i am so disappointed that they once again have been snubbed by the rock and roll hall of fame uh yeah i share that disappointment slash don't share that disappointment because i've long since uh given up on the idea of the rock and roll hall of fame being of anything of real worth but we're talking about devo akron's finest i, I would go as far as to say ohio's finest uh maybe save for bobby rubin but uh, yeah, I chose the song Jocko Homo, which I think is really the defining Devo song. Okay, so Polly, several months ago, you might remember, I was a guest on the NXS Access All Areas podcast, and they did an episode specifically about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And we got into a little bit of a debate about Devo. Um, Hayden, who is one of the Australian hosts, 
said that he considers Devo to be a novelty act. Now, when I mentioned this to you, you went off on a little bit of a rant and I have this rant. And if it's okay with you, I'd like to play this rant as part of the episode because it's awesome. Yes, by all means, I'll defend Devo in every way, shape possible. You know, Holly, that uh, a few months ago, I was on the In Excess, Access All Areas podcast where we talked about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame nominees. And uh, I got into a little bit of a debate with Hayden, who's one of the two hosts, because he thinks that Devo is a one-hit wonder novelty guy. I'm on a plane to Australia right now. (laughs) Let's duke that one out. No, no. So, uh, so Whippet was, uh, you might say, midway in their career. You know, Devo had been around for, uh, I think, about six years prior to that. And just doing great, great, great underground punk. Um, and I refer you to Jocko Homo if you have to go listen to one of their songs. Fucking awesome. No, Devo was the first band to really post, um, you know, really 60s psychedelic experimental stuff to try to do art rock that wasn't going to be schmarmy, I think. Mm. So, you know, I'll, 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 I'll die on that hill, baby. I will fight the Devo. I've heard of this band, but I confess I don't know much about them. So, so who do we have next? So next we would have Gang of Four, and off their seminal album Entertainment, I chose the song "Not Great Men." Now it just seemed fitting. Uh, we lost Andy Gill last year. Andy Gill being the original guitarist of the band, and this is by far you know their best work, first album, but you know altogether just fantastic and to me it's probably i'd say one of the top five most important punk albums of all time all right and what song are we going to listen to uh so it would be not great men there uh yeah a bit so they were purposefully um you know really groove oriented and heavy on bass and the guitar was a lot less you know that sort of machine gun riff and a lot more uh rhythmic in its own right so yeah there's no wonder there's um you know similarities to to devo in that of course on the other end not a lick of keyboard in um, that's oh, that's true. All. That's true. Yeah, that's true. So the next one is a band that we've actually talked about on the podcast before. Yes. So I definitely wanted to fit the undertones on the playlist. Um, I think their style of really poppy, really catchy punk uh, is just pretty much perfect for the list. 
And I had really deliberated about uh, what song to put on. And I was really torn between My Perfect Cousin or Teenage Kicks. And of course, Teenage Kicks is kind of like the song that broke them. It's really what they're known for. And, uh, you know, I, I felt no compunction to go with real deep cuts or rarities on this particular playlist because the whole point is I want it to be user-friendly for the folks so yeah that's why teenage kicks And then the next one I chose, it would be Something's Gone Wrong Again by the Buzzcocks. What are your thoughts on the song or maybe even on the Buzzcocks? Well, I don't know this particular song. I, I Again, this is the first time I'm hearing a lot of this. I just can't help but think of the movie 24-Hour Party People. So there's the scene where Howard DeVoto is in the, the men's room of the um, Hacienda hooking up with Tony Wilson's wife. And then the actual Howard DeVoto comes out and says, I don't remember this. But um, that's, that's all I can think of now whenever anybody mentions The Buzzcocks. It's a great freaking movie. Uh, that it is a great movie. Uh, and an important one for me for a couple of reasons. Uh, mainly because it introduced me to uh, Michael Winterbottom, the director, and his great way of breaking the fourth wall without it being schmucky. But then, yeah, you said Buzzcocks features in it, Happy Mondays features in it prominently, and Joy Division as well. So there's not a lot wrong with that movie. And I'd say probably one of Steve Coogan's better performances. So go, go find it, folks. Hey, speaking of Happy Mondays, did you hear that Paul Ryder just passed away? In fact, I did. Yeah, very sad and very young, too. I, I would yeah. have assumed he would have been approaching 70, but I, uh, as it turns out, he's not a great deal older than, than myself. So, yeah, I was very sad to hear that. Yeah, that, that kind of floored me, too. I think everybody thought it was going to be Sean. Yeah, why wouldn't you? And can yeah. we even be sure that Sean hasn't died already? And he's just kind of being 
artificially reanimated by drugs, right? He's just, he's just been weekend at Bernie. There you uh, go. <laughs> take that out no i kind of like it (laughs) okay uh all right so here's a band that i do know next up on your list uh yes and so we did speak about mick jones we spoke about big audio dynamite and of course i would be including the clash on any mixtape but i like to go a little bit deeper and into my favorite album on this one the album being sandinista and the song the Magnificent Seven. The Magnificent Seven. Ring, ring, 7 a.m. Move yourself to go again. Cold water in the face. Brings you back to this awful place. Knuckle merchants and your bankers too. Let's get up and learn those rules. Where the man and the crazy chief. One says sun and one says sea. A.m. and F.M. the P.M. too. Turning out that So, Lori, are you familiar with this one, then? I've heard it before. I'm not as familiar with it as I am a lot of their uh, more recent stuff, you know, the MTV era stuff, when I think maybe they kind of got a little bit more pop. But uh, I like it, and I also like it because I know how influential this was on so many other bands. Uh, Yeah, and just a real turning point for The Clash. Uh, This is the period following the tour of the United States and Mick Jones's uh, stop in New York and his falling in love with African-American music. Uh, It is their first, I believe, collaboration with Don Letts, which is, you know, where Mick met Don Letts was through The Clash. To me, it's it's an underappreciated album. Um, it's sandwiched in between between two of their really popular albums. But like I said, I, I I think it's it's their magnum opus. It's their finest piece of work. Okay, this next one brings back some memories. Uh, yes, that it does. And I just spoke about them a moment ago. Uh, Joy Division, that is. And again, going right for the meat of their work with Love and Tear Us Apart. This is the start of 
new wave uh, a bit, uh, the start of electronic, but to me, this is still pure punk. What are your thoughts on the song, Lori? Oh, well, this takes me back to dancing in the goth clubs. You know, and this song would come on and the dance floor would just catch fire as much as a dance floor in a goth club can be, you know, animated like that. But uh, yeah, I mean, it really takes me back. And it's just such a bittersweet lyric too. You know, I mean, I think Ian's Ian's pain and suffering, I think really, it really does come through in this, you know, not just, not physical pain, but emotional pain. So it's it's a very, very powerful song. All right. So, all of you out there in Madness World, you know about our love for Paul Weller. I wasn't going to leave the jam off of this, but I think by far their most dynamic and hookiest song, and that's saying a lot, given that they wrote A Town Called Malice. But nonetheless, I think the best song they've got going for them is Going Underground. doesn't do anything for me I mean, oh other than, my word heresy uh, other than town called malice i do like that song but yeah it doesn't it's not my thing all right fine moving on to something i hope you love so the next song very important to me uh one because morrissey is you know really one of my all-time favorite artists if not all-time favorite celebrities because you know he's got his shtick we all know morrissey and it's a later song for him, maybe you'd say mid-career, because he's actually done a great deal since then. But why the song is so special for me is because it's it's probably one of the first songs that my daughter learned all the way through and learned all the lyrics for. Oh, Yeah, it's very sweet. She, she was uh, disallowed being able to hear kids bop and all that cleaned up shit for kids. Um, and Raffi and all that numbness. We, you know, we raised her on a strict diet of, you know, the things we listen to, maybe a little Weird Al in there, kids like Weird Al. But uh, yeah, so she learned this song early on and I thought it was really endearing. The song is The First of the Gang to Die. We are the pretty, petty And you're standing on our streets Where Hector was the first of the gang With a gun in his hand And the first to do time The first of the gang to die Oh my Hector was the first of the gang With a gun in his hand And the first to do time The first of the gang to die 
was she when she was singing this? I don't know, five-ish? Really? Absolutely. That's a pretty sophisticated lyric for a little five-year-old. Yeah. No? I, I assure you I knew all the words to Frankie and Johnny and Johnny Cash songs, Reno, you know, yeah. I, I knew okay. all those songs by the time I was Staggerly. I totally knew Staggerly by the time I was five. Okay. All right. So, Lori, I bet you really take to this next band that I selected. I do. And how couldn't you really? Yeah. So, I had to have Susie in the band. She's on there. Susie, probably my favorite female punk artist, I would say. How about for you? She's definitely up there. I don't know if I'd say she's my favorite, but she's definitely up there. And again, you know, uh, the goth clubs, right? I mean, everybody who's goth is into Susie. What song did you pick? I picked Peekaboo. If I'm not mistaken, the background music was recorded and played backwards, was it not? Uh, yeah, that it was. It, it's a very unusual sound. I, I really do like this song. Why did you pick this one? Well, you know, it had that, uh, I, I suppose, a little bit more uh, upbeat vibe to it because of the instrumentation. You know, Wheels on Fire or something like that just wasn't going to fit in the mix. And, you know, again, I always have these associations with things. And there was an episode of Beavis and Butthead where they were making fun of this song that now it's all I can. Do you know, do you know what I'm talking about? I don't remember. Oh, I'm going to find it and send it to you now. I look forward to that very much. <laughs> okay. So now the, the next few songs, I think we're getting into familiar poly territory. These are bands that I would associate with you. Susie, I, I, that kind of took me by surprise. I, I never, I guess I should have known that you're a Susie fan, but I guess it just hasn't come up, you know? Uh, that it hasn't, but uh, the next band has, and boy, was this a tough one to fit in. So I really, really wanted to have Slade included on here. And all their classic hits, Mama, We're All Crazy Now, Come On, Feel the Noise. Uh, you know, they just weren't going to fit in the mix. And yeah, maybe the argument could be made that this one is a bit of a stretch. Uh, it's one of their last recordings. It's Run, Run Away.
some folks would probably say that this is that band jumping the shark. They were trying to cash in on the notoriety they were receiving with the American glam hair metal community. And so they were trying to, you know, pump out an album that would really resonate. And thankfully, it's not hair metal, but, you know, not really punk either, but it does have that sort of thumping, heavy guitar. You know, I think it's got that, got that Scottish vibe in there happening. Mm-hmm. I, I love it. I, I really like the call and response. And I remember this song. This is actually the first song I ever heard by Slade. Uh, I mean, I remember seeing the video on MTV, but such a good energy with that call and response. It's so cool. Yep, that it is. And moving on then, another band that uh, people would probably know I was not going to avoid putting in a playlist. It's T-Rex. And this one, I think, fits surprisingly well. It's 20th Century Boy. To me, aside from maybe the um, the female backing vocals section of that, you know, that is really pure punk. Okay. Uh, you know, I, I kind of consider it more like a glam rock, but I can see, yeah, there's some punk, punk elements to it for sure. Oh, totally. Yeah. It's a classic though. I mean, it's a classic rocker. I think it's been covered probably hundreds of times. Uh, that it has, yeah. But it, 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 is, it is a really good jam. And... Again, we've got the kinks. Now, I wasn't going to not include the kinks. And I really deliberated about this one, too, about what to put on there. I wanted to go maybe with Where Have All the Good Times Gone, maybe something a little bit more low-key, but it wouldn't fit with the jam. Uh, So it really had to leave me with only one choice. You really got me. So, Lori, mm-hmm. I'd like to think maybe I'm exposing you a great deal more to the kinks. Uh, what are your thoughts about You Really Got Me? I think it's one of their better songs. 
they really don't do much for me, but I do like this one. And it, you know, it is a rock and roll classic. I remember hearing it on my parents' radio in the car growing up, you know, there's no way you can not like that song. So yeah, it's, it's a good choice. Yeah. And it's, it's an important song. It really is considered the proto punk song. Um, It's really what uh, all punk was going to be based off of. It's just that it took them about nine years to get to that point. Hmm. I think we're almost at the end of your your playlist. Uh, that we are. And of course, of course, I was going to be including Madness in the mix. I deliberated a little bit. I had actually chose Fireball XL5. And that wasn't going to work out on account of it doesn't appear on Spotify in the United States. So I had to go with the obvious choice after that. And I chose the best Madness song ever, Baggy Trousers. Well, that brings this episode to a close. Polly, thank you for sharing your summer mixtape with us. That was a really cool experience, kind of a a look into your mind in a weird sort of way. Uh, Yeah, yeah. I don't know that there's much of a line of people waiting to do that, but thank you. Uh, Yeah, it was fun to do. And of course, the the point being, why doesn't uh, why don't our listeners just go out do something fun, listen to some tunes rather than than you and I just prattle on about madness related stuff take a break it's summer people well so i have sent you my mixtape and we'll probably be doing an episode with my mix uh maybe in september hopefully Uh, that we are and uh, folks should look forward to it Lori, as you know is uh my pop pair bookend to my punk nonsense and so uh speak of nonsense that last sentence didn't make any sense but yeah so she's she, she's the pop yang to my punk yang and you're gonna love her playlist well thank you it's gonna be a little bit from column a a little bit from column b it's uh it's a good mix i think so on that note everybody it's a goodbye from me and that's a goodbye for me go get a beer stateside madness have some fun in the sun well hello stateside madness this is Lori. Polly left it to me to choose the closing song this week. And so what I've chosen is maybe a little bit different, right? The theme of this episode was Polly's summer playlist. Well, I'd like to play something that I would associate with summer. Growing up, I would spend my summers with my father. And my father happens to be a huge fan of Willie Nelson. Now, Willie Nelson recorded a cover of the Jimmy Cliff song, The Harder They Come, which as Madness fans know, was also recorded by Madness uh, back in 1992. So without any further ado, here is Willie Nelson, The Harder They Come. Thanks so much for listening. Well, they tell me of a pie in the sky 
waiting for me when I die. But between the day you're born and when you die, they never even seem to hear you cry. So as sure as the sun will shine, I'm gonna get my share now of what's mine. The harder they come, the harder they fall, one and all. The harder they come, the harder they fall, one and all. Well, the officers are trying to keep me down, trying to drive me underground. They think that they have got the battle won I say forgive them, Lord, they know not what they've done Cause as sure as the sun will shine I'm gonna get my share now of what's mine The harder they come, the harder they fall Fighting for the things I want Though I know that when you're dead you can But I'd rather be a free man in my grave Than living as a puppet or a slave So as sure as the sun will shine I'm gonna get my share now of what's mine They come.